Hello and welcome to Future Thinking with Stylus. I'm Christian Ward, Head of Media and Marketing at Stylus. And today we're going to be discussing the way in which the beauty industry has been upended by the demands and desires of a new generation of beauty consumers. These new beauty addicts view beauty in a very different way from previous consumer cohorts. And the brands that can successfully engage them are breaking a lot of traditional beauty taboos in the process. And I'm pleased to say we have one of those brands with us today. Beef for Beauty was founded by Colette Newbury and Mark Curry, and I'm pleased to have them both with us today to discuss this subject with Stylus's own senior editor of beauty, Lisa Payne. So let's start by uh, finding out what makes Beef for Beauty different and what inspired you to start it. Okay, big question to start. Um, so Be For Beauty was born out of frustration, really, with, with the classic beauty industry. Um, so Mark and I actually met um, in, a, in a large um, retailer and and our passion is driven from innovation and, and, the, and the, the consumer demand for new and exciting, um, but often hierarchy, um, supplier, lead times, a lot of kind of traditional things slow down the process and and sometimes decisions aren't made in terms of what's right for the consumer. Um, So we were born out of frustration and a passion to create innovation um, quicker and better than than we previously had been able to do. So so what does that mean? What does Beef for Beauty, how does it do things differently? So we exist to be the fastest innovation company on the planet. So that means getting things into the hands of consumers from ideas in 18 weeks versus traditional models of 18 months. Um, And it's not just fast because we want a tagline. It's fast because we believe in better stuff. So 90% of all new things die and die pretty quickly. So you need to be agile and you need to make sure that you are iterating and keeping relevant with consumers. So having a fundamental thread that says do things fast for all the right reasons and and fast we, we have an acronym so it's first ask why because unless you're real crystal clear why on something exists you ain't going to be around too long anyway and it's not going to do any good for consumers who some might like it and it might go away or suppliers who invest equally a lot of time in making stuff um, we always start at yes because that's where interesting things happen because most bigger companies start at no and wait to be convinced uh, and that's why we think we can do more interesting stuff more quickly as a, as a big premise. But because we do act quick, we have to keep things simple um, and have to deliver with a twist because um, if it isn't exciting, consumers these days and particularly the consumers that you're talking about today have got ever-diminishing attention spans and actually being fresh, keeping things with a twist and developing a, a relevant message um, is even more important than usual. So what does simple and, and what does a twist actually mean in, in practice? So, um, well, the, the brand that's got the momentum at the moment with us is, is called The Inky List and what The Inky List, well, it was born April last year, believe it or not, as an idea first week in April last year on a flight back to Toronto, from Toronto to the UK. Um, and what we were seeing was, uh, from a macro level, people wanting increased transparency on things, people wanting to be more involved in skincare, particularly in beauty wider, and, and get under the under the skin of it a little bit more. But there was this 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 stat that didn't quite sit right, because particularly in skincare, you've got less than... 
20% usually in most modern markets that don't do high-grade skincare, i.e. don't get much more than a moisturiser. And against the backdrop of this macro chain, it just didn't make sense. And whilst brands and business models like The Ordinary and Beauty Pie have taught the world you can get good stuff for less, what we hypothesised was actually it's understanding that can really unlock um, unlock beauty for, for consumers that are either just... We, we talk about our target consumer in two buckets, and it's not sociodemographic. It is... There's either the the mass confused that are just paralyzed by information or misinformation and just don't act. And then you've got the junkies that will just buy, buy and rebuy and rebuy and rebuy. But they like to, they need and crave new. Um, so so against those, we, we kind of said, okay, well, let's do a brand that, you know, translates what everything does actually every product has an inky list now inky stands for international nomenclature for cosmetic information and it's got all the chemical names that you'll find in that product no one's a scientist most everyday people don't really give a monkeys about what that is so the inky list exists to give people the right level of information so they can make the right decision for them so making things simple understand simple to understand and easy to use says why don't you just give something different a go um, and that's really us. So that's the simple bit. So the twist bit um, comes from the model um, in the way that we deliver products. Um, so we try to get innovation to market in under 18 weeks, as Mark mentioned, which is, is hard. Um, and suppliers don't like working in that way. And retailers, it blows their minds um, because we're not falling into, you know, specific launch timings that retailers work to. But but we're really um, vociferous about getting innovation out there quickly um, and in different ways. So I think for, for us is taking everything that there is about beauty that you think you should do and challenging it and saying, you know what, we want to get something out there because it's right for the consumer. Actually, on some of our products, we make a negative margin because it's the right thing to do for the consumer. So doing it with a twist is about just, just starting with why and making sure that we get get to somewhere different um, because otherwise consumers are bored. And, and then we can't, we, 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 when everyone starts in our company, we buy everyone, Simon Sinek, start with why. Because being clear on the reason why you exist and how you operate, everything else falls out of that. And that includes not knowing the answers right away and living in a, an imperfect world because not uh, like back to that killer stat, nine out of 10 things don't last 12 months. Um, you ain't going to get things right. No matter how many thousands you spend on a consumer panel, or how many people say, yeah, if this was on the supermarket shelf, I'd buy it for a, for 100 quid. You, you ain't gonna. Because, and, and that's why we take a lot of inspiration from tech and, and that beta testing mentality. And it, and it takes quite a lot because you have to admit you're wrong a lot. And sometimes on Insta, people get in touch with us and go, oh, actually, did you know this? And you're like, do you know what? You're right. Yeah. It's an oversight yeah. and we'll change it. <laughs> so a good example of that is our um, Inky Packs um, so we launched 15 products into the market in less than 18 weeks. It was hard work. Um, and actually, we took some calls on the packaging and, and thought we were being clear. But obviously, we're still in, in our own kind of beauty um, bubble, if you will, and, and think that people understand things that they don't. Um, and we've had a lot of feedback and we've actually changed packaging twice. So literally, each run that we do, we might say, you know what, that doesn't quite feel right or somebody's not understanding that. Or, or actually, in one case, people felt like they were misinformed. So we actually changed packaging to make sure that it was simple. And actually probably some brands would have gone, no, no, we're right, you know, you've got the wrong end of the stick and kind of go backtrack. And we're like, no, we don't know what the answer is all the time. And the consumers are right. And actually the world of social media 
has has brought it to the forefront and we absolutely love those groups that kind of set out to say you know we are consumer first and call out brands when they're you know doing things that just don't feel right we will always admit that we're wrong because we're not always going to be right so lisa i just want to bring you in at this point this um approach and strategy sounds fantastic does it chime with what you see as uh the needs of the new beauty consumer well, yeah, totally. I mean, this is why I think that this brand is brilliant because, you know, we started seeing this sort of new consumer uh, start to sort of bubble up last year really importantly. And, and we've called them skin intellectuals. I mean, they, they have lots of different names and they are just skincare addicts and they, you know, they share with their friends. They are on social media. So Instagram is a massive platform for them. But, you know, they're also on Reddit. So... The skincare addiction um, thread on Reddit is the 215th most popular. Um, and considering that that's um, out of 1.2 billion, like that's crazy. And that's where they are. They're all talking to each other. They're all talking about different products. They're sharing ideas. They know how to layer. They want to know more about the inky list, the INCI list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on each product. Um, they want to know what ingredients can work together, how to create their own um, potent cocktails are almost like alchemists themselves. So I guess the one constant with with this generation is that there is nothing stays the same very long. Their attitudes change, their values change. Um, and I think that's one of the challenges for modern brands is, is staying relevant in a world where things are moving so fast. Um, how do you tackle that? It's impossible, quite honestly. Um, I think you can see things bubbling and we adore social media for that because you're getting it firsthand when people feel passionate about something, they are talking and then it kind of builds and swirls. And if you listen to that early enough, then you can, can hopefully respond. And actually, if you can't respond, just be really clear on why you can't respond. So there's a huge thing at the minute and we don't have the answer. So I'm going to just say that right now. But sustainability is absolutely huge and you can see you know brands sending out influencer packages with these crazy boxes and spending a load of money and and waste on 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 influencer packages to try and get them to talk about their product and there's been a backlash recently um ironically we have always sent our stuff out in very simple packaging because we don't actually invest money (laughs) so actually tick there but you know sustainability as as something that is bubbling and getting bigger and bigger that probably two years ago was a bit of a nice to have and you know give it by next year if if you're not tackling sustainability you're not going to be relevant at all so i think it's just just listening and and trying to get a strategy to to get get to where they need where they want us to be it doesn't mean that we're going to be able to go ta-da this week we've fully got sustainable packaging it's it's not reality but but you know it's just understanding and listening but one thing that we found with our research in terms of um, brand transparency and honesty, you know, regardless of about whether it's about uh, sustainability or, you know, ethical values in, in general, it's more um, that consumers are more willing to to be loyal to a brand that's honest about their shortcomings and actually just saying, look, you know, we're doing our best. This is as far as we can make it. You know, we we. We're, try- we're, you know, 89% natural, but we're going to try to be 100% by next year, you know, and we're going to do it this by this, this, this. And so I think that just being completely honest mm. with your cons- consumer, irrespective of whether you can tell them good things or bad things, is really important. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think people are pretty pragmatic when it comes down to it. And 
I mean, sustainability is huge um, because no one's got the answers. You know, glass glass isn't the answer. If you look at the energy that it takes to make glass packaging, it ain't the answer. And, and there's a lot of misinformation as well that's uh, that's out there. And I think um, I, th- I think we always said to try and be as black and white as our packs are currently <laughs> monochromatically. And, and that's exactly what we do. And even when we do get things wrong, it's not out of being disingenuous. It's out of trying to work from what is currently the perception um, of where consumers think and help them navigate it, even though sometimes we know it's wrong. But it's like science lessons. I was a science teacher by background, and you are told unbeknown lies right through your education because you're told uh, you're made of all these cells and it's a dot, and then you get to secondary school and the, the dot has become something with something in it, and then you get to university and even the whole of the whole has got this mega structure, and it's just the world gets more complicated the more you drill down on it. And I guess from a skin intellectual perspective, it's... It's a fine one because we find ourselves every day on Insta, like fee, like fielding questions where some people are, you know, right to challenge. Mm. But what we haven't done is gone. Here's a smoke and mirrors mm. molecule. Here we've we've just tried to make it as simple as possible. But in that simplific simplification, I think sometimes we trip ourselves up in trying to do the right thing. Sometimes yeah, it's hard. We um we have a, a Slack chat as a team, and you know the questions that come into us all the time, twenty four hours a day, and we we always have a discussion on you know what what the hot topics, what's coming in, and you know someone talking about uh, molecular weight of a hyaluronic acid yesterday. <laughs> you know some people are going, oh well, great, it's three weights. I don't know what that means, but I think that's good, and it's 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 um, high and low, and, and I feel like low is good. And then someone yesterday was literally asking for the specific molecular weight. What was the what's the killer Daltons of your lowest molecular weight hyaluronic acid? And we're like, wow, that's the skin intellectual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as a team, it's like, wow, it must be quite scary for brands. Yeah. Knowing that that's the type of customer that they have to, um, you know, provide for in terms of information, but also product. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's how you present that to people as well. Because, be, being frank, if the market is a hundred percent, skin intellectuals are. If they're ten percent, that is that is generous. Mm-hmm. And so, so making sure that because because we exist for everyone. So when we and and we always go with our formulations for as many people as possible. So it's not about excluding or precluding people from anything it's how can we appeal to everyone and make sure that there is certain products that are more directed towards people that are naturally interested so the skin intellectuals but actually start to get the bigger the bigger opportunity really of people trying to take care of their skin a bit more by traditional products because traditional products are traditional products because they work and um, we kind of have that debate all the time so I, at Stylus, I, I write about marketing and I come to Indie Beauty a lot because there is a lot of innovation there. Um, so I'm wondering if I can flip this around and, and ask you, do you take inspiration from other brands outside the industry? Who else do you think is doing something that's as interesting as what you're doing? So as Mark mentioned, tech is, is definitely something that drives us. Um, and understanding the way they think. Um, but I think for from a brand perspective with the Inky List, um, food is, has been a huge inspiration. Um, and find, you know, the way people shop is really interesting with food. And, and we were having a conversation randomly last week about um, supermarket shopping. And I was saying about how you'd find truffle oil in everyone's cupboard now. Yeah, whereas, you know, a year, two years ago, 
I mean, people have been like truffle. That's you know, that's luxury. Um, so I think the food industry for us is really interesting in terms of of trends and navigating people um, to trying different things. That's probably quite a big inspo for us. Yeah, and I think I think outside of goods, uh, trying to keep up with tech, you know, in the in the half hour a day that we get that we're not even working or sleeping. Um, I think trying to keep up tech is really interesting. Looking looking at some of the the tech business models where you've got almost like dry sites and they they see what web traffic goes to where and then they create the product from it. That that kind of thinking's like brilliant and and awesome and I'd love to actually do it one day. But um, just trying to keep close to what what the leading edge of the tech guys are doing and and thinking how can you take that mentality and apply it to a field that we're in. I think that's what what excites me and, and inspires me. What's the competitive edge you think you have that will help you sort of compete in the world where Amazon exists? <clears throat> That's a bloody good question. Um, I mean, I think, I think you've described it, actually. It's a combination of, of, of data and consumer collaboration and agility. Exactly that. Um, I think the thing that Amazon doesn't have is that closeness to its consumers that, that you obviously have. And I think that's vital. And it seems to be vital for every one of these indie beauty brands that are, um, that are coming up. Uh, and I don't see Amazon being able to, to pull that off very effectively because it's so big. I think what's quite interesting is um, our team dynamics. If you look at um, the amount of people we have in sales, for example, versus actually people that are consumer facing. So um, we've got two people that is their full time job to just interact with consumers. And we're a team of 10. And that's just where we're at now. So once we hit into the US, we're going to hire someone over there to their full-time job is is interacting with consumers. And that's twofold. It's, it's being there for the, for them and being, you know, they, they want instant uh, responses. But also from that learning and pulling the data and good example of, of our recent launch is we launched it on the back of consumers telling us that they wanted a specific ingredient. So actually staying close to the consumer as we grow is going to be our biggest challenge. I would say. And if we can hold that and maintain and be true to being truly consumer um, kind of connective, I think we've, I think we've got something. Um, I just, I don't know the answer <laughs> of how we're going to maintain that edge, to be honest, as we grow. Yeah, we've done it, I guess. Because when we started the brand, we had 34, 38, I forget. And I think it was 34 products that we wanted to do. But naturally, if you're doing, if you're doing something and doing it in 18 weeks, you're not one of those are going to like fly through the process and be ready to go with all the right testing and data and what have you. <laughs> and we wanted to do a, um, a beta hydroxy acid. So for acne prone skin, have a, have a serum for them. We just couldn't get it right. We had four, five, six different iterations in the lab and we still had the girls sticking their faces together in the office and going, bloody hell, okay, maybe we can't launch this. <laughs> but the, in the very first couple of days we launched, the most common thing we got asked was, oh, why haven't you got this or why haven't you got something for acne prone skin? So back to the drawing board and the first two products that we launched were, uh, well, the, the next two products that we launched, uh, so we launched 1st of September, so second week in January, I think, we had two new products for acne prone skin based off the conversations that we had on Insta, but we used the guys that were having those direct messages for us on Insta as sample, sam like testers. And, and we were getting lab samples out to them and engaging in the process and using them in our in our process. So, And have they are they still... I imagine they're still loyal 
customers of yours? Do you know what's incredible is, you know, once you have that personal dialogue with someone, it's it's bonkers. We have really loyal, I don't know what the word is, fans, consumers. Advocates. Advocates. And it's so genuine. And, and we personally get messages now. So we just launched that we're going into the US today. And I had two... Um, customers emailing me directly on DM saying, I'm so proud of you guys. And it's like, you, you, you know, you, all you've done is interacted and helped them with their skin and they are they are just with you and it's, it's incredible. So, Lisa, um, there's some interesting stuff we've talked about and we've talked, and you talk a lot about, you know, these indie beauty brands that are, that are as we say, breaking the brand taboos. But can this sort of strategy... Uh, be applied to the bigger beauty brands who are struggling in the face of this kind of competition? Well, I think just from mergers and acquisitions over the past few years, we've seen that bigger brands are buying up the indie beauty brands if they can't adopt some of the thinking. Um, And so I think that it it is massively important um, that these brands learn how to communicate with the customer in the right way. learn how to be honest um, about stuff because the customer is becoming so smart they're not going to be loyal to a brand that is kind of keeping things hidden from them when it's easy to find out stuff now. But I think it is also just being really frank about stuff. So I, I think one of the things I like about you guys is that you're very honest in the sense that you you almost see yourselves as, as like a gateway brand. So, you you know, you a customer might a customer might buy your hyaluronic acid but you're not necessarily going to try and keep them to you they might move on to drunk elephant who's doing a much more pricey version um and you guys are all right with that and the fact that you guys are saying that is is just insane that sounds like a crazy strategy what's that all about (laughs) i I think i think brands can be so close-minded you know it's our brand and you have to be loyal to our brand and i know myself and we have uh, multiple conversations about we we buy fragrance and we know we're, it's massively overpriced, but I, I love it. And, and Mark wears a stupidly expensive fragrance and we know we're being ripped off, if you will. But, you know, I I also will use, you know, budget. Um, my, my, my foundation, for example, is four quid and I've used it for five years and I will never change because I love it. It's great. Um, but I think we are not stupid enough to think that even those people that are DMing us and telling us how proud they are, They've got multiple products in their makeup bag. And actually, if we can be the gateway into skincare with Inky and get someone to try hyaluronic acid, and then if they move to Drunk Elephant, well, we've got them into the skincare world and got them kind of more open to using more things. We'll launch some something new and interesting and maybe they'll come and try it. That's fine. I think um, traditional loyalty doesn't exist anymore. So quickly because I think we've run out, we really have run out of time. Unfortunately, there's so much more that I would like to discuss. But just from that point, um, what then is the sort of end game for for Be For Beauty? What is your goal five years, ten years down the line? We always joke that it's still to be alive. Literally. And, and that's not trying to not answer your question. It is... Stay alive, mm-hmm. and and you, it's weird where things happen. I think um, ultimately we're a multi-branded business, and so um, the Inky list has just got such a momentum at the moment that it's absorbing eighty, ninety percent of time, effort, and energy. Um, and if we were honest with ourselves, and we, we haven't even looked at twenty twenty, <laughs> yeah. 
which uh, is and that crazy is, for a brand. That is genuine. We have just gone, okay. And we've almost like got a car park of technology ideas and brand ideas and product ideas that, that we have of, okay, this is it. And we just see it creeping further and further out as it currently stands as, as, as we, we kind of grow, grow inky a bit quicker. But as a business, um, as long as we are making sure that we're sticking to our principle of um, being clear on why we're doing things um, and doing something that is better, and that is add value, because people either don't know it's existed or it's a technology that's new um, or it is delivering way better quality for less money. I think unless it sits in either of those two camps, um, I would hope that whatever we're doing in five or ten years' time, we're just sticking to that principle. Great. Thank you very much. Well, I think I need to go back to skin school so that one day I can grow up to be a skin intellectual. Um, and I'd like to thank my guests, Colette Newbury and Mark Curry from Be For Beauty and Lisa Payne from Stylus. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you'll be back next time for more Future Thinking from Stylus. You've been listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. If you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available. 